This week on the show, I'm covering one of my favorite Amazonian plant medicines, hape. Hape is sacred ceremonial tobacco snuff. And this episode feels like a fireside chat because I answer all of your questions about hape. So we get sciencey and we get spiritual. We go over the difference between a tobacco plant that's meant for sacred medicine versus a plant that's grown on a commercialized plantation. We do a fun little dive into nicotine, why it can get so addictive, and then I talk about how you can avoid any sort of addiction within your hape practice. We talk about how to keep your practice sacred as well as the different types of blows you can use to serve different purposes. And of course, I talk about why anyone would even want to do hape and so much more. I am definitely still a baby in the world of hape, really just learning how to walk and run. And I do not claim to be an authority on this medicine whatsoever. A lot of my research is through Chief Haru of the Kuntanawa tribe, Lorna Liana of the company Entheo Nation, the online store for all the plant medicines called Four Visions Market, as well as internet, Andrew Huberman, and more. Of course, I'm going to be sprinkling some of my own experience in there, but I'm going to leave you some episodes in the show notes where I go into more of my storytelling of my work with Hape if you haven't heard these episodes before. As you can see, this is a medicine I'm really passionate about, and I also understand that it's not for everyone, especially if you aren't really sure if you can carry a practice while being respectful of this medicine. There's there's a history of nicotine abuse. Please use caution and of course do your own research. This is an episode that's not meant for diagnosis or for me suggesting how to treat any sort of ailments. It's solely meant for the means of expressing my passions and entertainment. You are listening to the School of Whispers podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and this is my space to get real, open, and weird about my life experiences as a psychic, medium, energy healer, and student of Chinese medicine. On the show, I'll be sharing my healing journey and the concepts I've learned along the way, and I'll be having guests on talking about the same sort of thing. I am so happy you're here, and I hope this show leaves you feeling inspired and empowered to learn how to listen to the whispers of your own body and spirit. Let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome back to the show. I just played a fun game with the rain called are you gonna pour down or are you gonna relax for the past maybe like half hour <laughs> so I'm feeling I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit off <laughs> from trying to outsmart the rain and so I invite you before we dive into the discussion of hape to sit with me and take a moment to ground so you know the drill if you are driving you can ground, but don't close your eyes. If you aren't driving and you have a moment to close down your eyes for at least a moment, please do that right now. 
And as you close your eyes down, take an inhale through your nose like you're sipping through a straw. Purse your lips and blow that air out. We're going to do that again on this next inhale. Sip in through your nose like you're sipping through a straw. And this time, make your exhale twice as long as your inhale. Making the decision to relax your muscles, relaxing the muscles of your face, your traps, shoulders, relaxing your abdomen, letting it be soft, relaxing your hips, your thighs, driving inner awareness all the way down to your feet. If you are on the earth, connect your feet to the earth and consciously create roots growing out of your feet into the earth. And if you're driving, you can do the same thing in your mind's eye, watching the road grow roots from your body into the earth. Thank you for this connection. Thank you. And calling in your guides, your ancestors, your higher self, those who serve your highest good across all timelines and dimensions. Asking them to sit with you here, to receive, and also to give. And of course, calling in the energy of Mapacho, Hape, to strong medicines who have served the human race across millennia, across cultures. Calling in these energies and taking a moment, even if you're completely new to these two energies, taking a moment of gratitude. Opening your heart. It's the love that they have to share with us. Mm. All right, feeling a little bit more grounded here. Hape, 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 hape. Oh, so if you're new to the show, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. But if you are a returning listener, then you've definitely heard me talk about hape before. It is an Amazonian plant medicine that has served me in so many ways on my healing journey and before I do talk about my personal relationship with Hape I want to give you a a base of understanding of what is this medicine where does it come from what is the effects on the body what are the different types and so much more so first I want to start with telling you that I am not uh you know I'm not 10 years into this practice I'm like a year and a half into my practice with Hape you might be able to hear the rain by the way but I 
do not claim to be a master medicine woman with hape i don't i don't claim any authority in this space whatsoever i have done a training course through four visions market with chief haru who is very well known for his his work in advocating for the amazon the safety of the amazon rainforest and yes and he's he, I would I would dub him a master. He knows what he's doing. I'm sure he's been communi- communing with Hape for, you know, probably his entire life. So a lot of my external knowledge comes from his training course. And I've also, there's this woman, Lorna Liana, through Ethnio Nation. She has an ebook on Hape that has been extremely informative for me as well. So all my external knowledge is mostly coming from these two sources. I've also just done research off of just research papers online towards nicotine's effect on the body. So I'll be referring to that as well. And then of course, I'm going to be giving you my internal source of knowledge uh, from sitting with this medicine for, you know, the short amount of time that I have. Side note, I'm kind of digging this rain in the background. It kind of feels like I'm back in the rainforest and my friend recently reminded me how rain is a blessing from our ancestors it's a cleansing so i encourage you to receive this blessing from the rain as i am receiving as well so i'm going to start here with talking about why or the purpose of hape what you could use it for so that you keep this in the back of your head as you learn all the different components of this medicine here So you can use it for spiritual cleansing. For example, I'll use it after doing a ceremony for a client or like a really intensive healing where I feel like my usual breathwork meditation doesn't clear me out enough. You can use it to help ground yourself into your body. This is my number one favorite thing that Hape brings for me because especially when I'm doing like the kind of meditative work where you're not meditating to find bliss, you're meditating in order to call in inner darkness. And my purpose when I do that is to sit with that darkness and to give it space. And Hape has been an absolute ally in enabling me and teaching me how to hold space for my darkness. Another purpose for Hape is clearing out evil eye, which I will talk about later when I discuss the different blows and the purposes of the types of blows here. But say if you are wishing bad upon yourself or someone else is wishing bad upon you and that how that manifests in the Amazon, how they say that manifests is feeling extreme fatigue, like you can't get out of bed. Well, Hape is absolutely an ally in helping with that. It helps with fatigue and feeling low. It helps with focus, clarity, visions. It really depends on the type of blend because some blends are great to do first thing in the morning to bring that yang, that dew energy. And then other blends are really beneficial for the evening when it's time to step out of dew and into be. There are also blends which are mixed with herbs that help with your immune system. So there really are so many ways that you can sit and work with hape and i'm sure there are more that i haven't even thought of here it really is a practice that 
as I've continued to work more and more with the medicine, the more I, I learn about it and what's possible. So before I get even deeper into hape itself, the ceremonial tobacco snuff, I want to talk about the tobacco plant. Tobacco plant, as we know it, is very different from its origins. Tobacco has been a sacred plant medicine across many indigenous cultures, including you know, those of South and Central America and North America. And when I have done research on tobacco, one thing that stood out to me across these cultures is how it's this protector cleansing medicine. The energy of tobacco, it's almost like, so So it's very often referred to as a masculine, a grandfather energy. Another name for this, this type of tobacco is also known as mapacho. And so it's, it's this, this protective cleansing grandfather. And in this one story that I read about tobacco that I loved, it was how the humans of the world were at a really low point. They were all sick and unwell and they had overdone it on the tobacco. There were no more plants. They didn't respect the plant. So there's no more tobacco left for them. And so the, the guides, the spirit guides, that the, they're also referred to as fairies, of tobacco, they took that last tobacco plant and they brought it to the highest peak. And these two brothers saw their people dying. And so they decided to face the spirits of tobacco and to steal the plant. Long story short, they had to work with the spirits. Rather than steal from them, they learned that they had to work with them. And then when they got received the tobacco plants, they were able to help their people heal and help the human race come from the brink of death. Again, this is folklore here, but the whole premise of it is is this energy of how it's of service to humans in so many beautiful ways. However, tobacco, especially on my research on uh, Google, tobacco's got a really bad reputation in this modern Western world. You know, you think, you know, tobacco is is bad news. Nicotine is bad news, right? It's addictive. It, you know, smoking cigarettes fucks us up. And, you know, there's all these other things that are in cigarettes, you know, just, just, just saying. What I do know is the original tobacco plants, their leaves were a lot smaller. They didn't grow nearly as tall as the hybridized, maybe GMO'd tobacco plants that are grown on tobacco farms today. And so the the big leaves of the tobacco plant that are kind of like on American farms, they're going to have a much higher nicotine content than a tobacco plant that is grown by an indigenous tribe. So that is a, definitely a big difference between ceremonial tobacco, mapacho, hape, and then the tobacco that's just commercialized is the origin plant itself. They are also going to have a very different growing style of these plants. They're going to be most likely grown on a farm that's run by a tribe, a family, where these plants have been along this lineage. You could call them heirloom plants. They've been they've been harvested and replanted and regrown from that source, that source tobacco plant rather than that hybridized plant. And it's going to all be done in a sacred way. 
if you look at the I'm going to actually put a link in the show notes for Lorna Liana's ebook on Hape because she goes deep into the process, the, the process of making the Hape itself, which I'm not going to go into, but I will tell you that it has to be done by a shaman, the actual crea- creation. I think that the, the tribe and the family is involved in the harvesting process, but in terms of the actual creation of the tobacco snuff itself it's done by a shaman and the shaman has to be trained under under lineage he has to prove himself before he can just dive into these things and she mentions how they they enter this trance like state when they are manufacturing this hape to be used within their tribe and to possibly be sent from their spot in the amazon all the way to your door so one thing I do want to really dive into before I, I really discuss hape in general is nicotine. So and actually and give give a, a warning here. Well, first, of course, the old caveat. I'm so sick of saying it, but someone's gonna say that I didn't do this, so I'm gonna say it. That plant medicine is very niche. It's not for everyone. I don't think that everyone should be doing these medicines and it's really up to you. Don't, please don't do hape and, and tell everyone I'm doing it because Stephanie told me to do it. Like take responsibility here. This is your body, your rules, your intuition and make your own path. Another caveat I want to say is it's very exciting when you enter the hape world. It's such a beautiful medicine and which you'll if you don't know about yet I'm gonna get deeper into it but I find that the initial excitement can be a little bit too uh, greedy doesn't feel like the right word it feels like too much of a harsh word but for lack of a better term right now is we we tend to get a little greedy we want all the hape we want all the different blends we want it all and with Amazonian plants like this is the Amazon everyone this is the heartbeat of so many ecosystems so many tribes and families and humans it's the heartbeat of our earth and we need to practice temperance and respect when working with these plants so please be aware of that when you begin your hape practice my last warning and fun little dive, scientific dive in here is on nicotine. There is going, although it's a smaller nicotine content than your average cigarette, there is still, or, or nicotine products sold in the States, there is still nicotine in this. And nicotine can be a highly addictive substance. I have seen people get addicted to hape and it's not pretty it's like any addiction it's not easy to shake it off and I haven't seen them I don't know if I if they really have the awareness of it yet but I can imagine when it's time to pull away hopefully they'll listen to that call and I imagine it's going to be mentally and physically difficult in order to do that so this medicine like so many medicines calls for a strong level of respect so as I was doing my research I was kind of feeling well I don't even think I fully understand what nicotine is in the first place so I did a little dive 
on nicotine for you. The main resource I use was Dr. Andrew Huberman. Nicotine is a small organic molecule that can transgress the blood-brain barrier. So because it can, the blood-brain barrier is like a little defensive wall around the brain. And what that suggests is that the, is that nicotine has a strong effect on the central nervous system. So we have two nervous systems, the peripheral nervous system and the central nervous system. We're going to focus on its effects on the central nervous system. This is your spinal cord and your mind, the brain. The peripheral nervous system is more like um, autonomic functions like the heart, respiration, things like that. So nicotine is the main psychoactive component of tobacco. As we know, there are multiple ways that we can ingest nicotine. And smoking is the quickest way in order to have that chemical nicotine to cross the blood-brain barrier. So if you ingest it in your mouth or your nasal passages as you would be with hape, it will take about... So Dr. Huberman said two to 15 minutes to feel the effect. I personally with hape, yeah, that actually sounds about right because usually what happens is it'll take about a minute or two and then I'll start to feel it. And if I'm doing a higher dose, it's like I feel a second wave of it after the first 10 minutes. But that is also very particular to me. I don't know if that's a, a thing for all humans. In the central nervous system, Hape or nicotine increases acetylcholine release, which may contribute to enhanced cognition and attention. There's also relations with increased norepinephrine release, which contributes to that heightened stimulation and arousal one would feel when ingesting nicotine. So how that shows up in Hape, I notice that like my heart, I can feel my heart beat a little bit more. If I'm feeling low energy, sleepy, it definitely will, well, certain blends, it depends on which, which blend you're using, but certain blends will help you feel more stimulated. And I notice too, that when I open my eyes and I look around, I, the colors around me are a lot more vibrant and vivid. I'm sure there's a lot more to nicotine than what I'm saying here, but the last thing I want to touch on is nicotine's relationship with the mesolimbic reward pathway, which is basically a fancy scientific word for our dopamine reward system. So dopamine is released when someone ingests nicotine. This increases our transient sense of well-being, alertness, motivation, And on the other hand, it decreases the release of GABA receptors, which are associated more with low mood, but it's not as important. Dopamine is the big thing here. And this potent increase in dopamine is part of the reason why it's so hard to quit smoking or quit having a nicotine habit. So this is something we should all consider if we are thinking about starting a happy relationship, a practice, or if we're in the middle of it, is how is this affecting my sense of well-being, especially when you're about to partake and you decide, "Mm, no, actually I won't. What happens to the body? Do you feel a depressing effect? That might be a sign that you are becoming a combination of habitually and physiologically addicted. Also pay attention here if 
the more you do it, the less you feel. That's also a great way to know that it's time to take a break. So it's definitely not a medicine that you should be doing all day, every day. Personally, I go through phases. When I first found Hafe, I did it almost every day. And I would take a break for two or three days. And then before going to um, Peru, so before the summertime, I was only doing it like once or twice a week. And then now I'm doing it like every other day. If I have a lot of energy work that I'm doing, a lot of ceremonies, I'll probably do it a little bit more often, maybe once or twice in a day, and then I'll take a couple days of a break. So I'm very conscious of how important it is to take a break. I'm very conscious that if a part of me is thinking in my brain, oh, I'm stressed out, oh, this, that, this, that, I need some hape that is a sign that I need to take a break. Actually, to take a moment to talk about how you can avoid becoming dependent, addicted to the nicotine content in hape, what my suggestion is, is to keep this practice sacred. Use the curipe. Have a little special pouch. In my pouch, I have my abuela's brooch. I have a healing stone that I bought from a shaman's market in Cusco, Peru. I have a little ceremonial cloth that I recently bought when I was in Iquitos. I have, sometimes I'll um, have like little smelly, rolly things that are non-toxic. You know, I make sure they feel blessed and sacred. And so when I am setting myself up to do hape, I'm not like putting a little bit on, on, a, on a table and doing a line with a fucking dollar bill or putting them in my, putting one on my finger and then shoving my finger up my nose. I am taking my time in setting up the ceremonial space. And you know what's happened? before is I take my time setting my space up and then I run out of time and then I have to go and run and do that thing but with these medicines nothing is on accident if I get a phone call where I need to be somewhere or I run out of time or it starts pouring rain and I'm sitting outside I understand and I trust that that is a sign from the medicine that is, this is not the time. This is not the time for me to sit with Hape. So I never set myself up to expect me to receive the medicine. I'm always very much in a surrendered state, in an understanding space if something else is calling me to give it its attention because you really need to be very grounded. I suggest at least, I believe you must be in a very grounded space in order to receive this medicine. It's not something that you rush. Doing that, I feel, is is actually very disrespectful to the medicine, having to do a quick hit and then rush and go do the next thing. No, no, you're meant to commune with the spirit of Hape. So I always make sure before, after I set up my altar, before receiving, that I ground myself. I'll either do chanting or just a quick breath work or I just close my eyes and I step into gratitude. And then before I serve others, I'll clear up my breath. But always when I serve myself or serve others, I always connect the hape or my curipe with my heart and I ask for permission from my heart and my human and then I bring it to my third eye and I ask for permission from my higher consciousness and my higher self and then I'll bring 
that Coripe or Tepi to mine or my my client's shoulder on the left side, asking for permission from their feminine ancestors. And then on the right, asking for permission from their masculine ancestors. So by keeping this practice slow, intentional, ceremonial, sacred, I have way too much respect for this medicine to use it in any way that's not appropriate. Oh, another gentle warning reminder that I have with Hape is that it does not mix well with alcohol. It's easy to get pretty heady with the Hape, uh, especially if you do a higher dose. If you if you open your eyes and move your head around or <laughs> shit, sometimes it happens when my eyes are closed and I'm as still as a rock. You, you get you get a little heady, you get a little dizzy, you get the spins. Hence why grounding is so important here. This is not, again, it's, it's not, it's, it's something to be respected. It's an energy which doesn't mix well with spirits. Most plant medicines don't really mix well with spirits or alcohol of any sort. You will feel sick. You will, I, I made the mistake and I remember like I barely even drank much that night. I had a bunch of dessert and immediately threw up. And I'd, I'd done hepe right before going to dinner and last minute decided to drink some alcohol. So please be respectful of your body as well as the medicine and do not mix the two. On the other hand, though, I have to tell you something that really mixes well with hepe is cannabis. And you've probably heard me mention this in a couple of podcasts of some really powerful ceremonies that I've done mixing hape and cannabis together. It really doesn't require much. I usually take like maybe two puffs of a joint and then I'll do my regular, maybe I'll do a little bit more hape than I normally would. And what's really great is when I do a higher dose of the hape, you know, normally what I go through is a moment of, you know, resistance and purging and feeling kind of sick to my stomach. And, you know, sometimes I don't leave that feeling. However, having the medicine of marijuana on my side, she helps me deeply surrender 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 to hape and i go deep on some inner journeys if you want to listen to an episode i suggest um, listening to the whispers of mother and father energies i talk about a really powerful ceremony that i went on a journey and a psychedelic journey although hape is a non-psychedelic that i went on with hape and cannabis so as I mentioned before, hape is a form of tobacco that is in a powdered form. It is dried out in the sun and grind down to this fine, fine little powder. And the way that you administer it for yourself or for others is by using your breath. You use a tool. So if you're using a tool for yourself, you use a curipe. The curipe has got if you make a gun with your hand, having your pointer finger and your thumb. So the way that a curipe looks is it typically will have one long end. And that's the pointer finger, what the pointer finger kind of looks like. And you would put that long end in your nostril. And then that short end, which your thumb is representing, is where you blow into 
the device and you'll scoop up the tobacco snuff with the long end. You'll put the device in your nose, the curipe in your nose, and you you blow into the device. And some curipes will have two nozzles for you to put through both nostrils. Most have one. And with a when you're administering it for someone else, you would use a device called a tepi. And basically somebody or you would be scooping up using one end of the tepi, scooping up the tobacco snuff, and then administering it, blowing it for somebody else. And there is there is a lot of nuance into the blows as well. So where did this name, hape, even come from? People have a lot of names for this medicine, and I've definitely been corrected a few times, being told that it's pronounced rape instead of hape. You know, I don't know what the right term is. However, in Lorna Liana's handbook, handbook, ebook on Hape, she explains that so R A P E with a little accent over the E is the Portuguese word for snuff, and R in Portuguese sounds like an H. So a lot of individuals will spell it differently, and especially, you know, because rape is rape is a word <laughs> that it's an english word that's not the best word so a lot of people spell it differently um but i believe in lorna liana she's she's she sounds like she really knows what she's talking about when it comes to hape so i personally feel that the correct way of saying it is with an h and not an r but you know, I'm sure you could call hape whatever you want and the medicine will still come to you with so much love. All right, so I want to take a moment before getting into the spirit of hape. I want to take a moment to talk about what it feels like in your body to receive this medicine. So I would call it a form of a purgative. What is inside that is not really serving you is most likely to come up and out. At least that is my personal experience with it. I don't think that you can compare hape with any other medicine out there. Like I've had people ask, is it like marijuana? Is it like mushrooms? And no, there is, again, just not really a comparison. What I can tell you, though, is the typical effects of hape, depending on how much you do, will last between anywhere between 5 to 20 minutes. And then once it's done, unless you've done a really big amount, at least personally when I've done a big amount, it'll take me like an hour to just feel myself come back to myself. For many, it's a medicine that brings you into your body. But for me at high doses, it knocks me out of my body. But it's not like weed or alcohol or mushrooms well I guess with mushrooms when you're done you're done but you know how if you drink alcohol if you smoke weed you kind of feel the effects for a couple of hours you feel a little bit loopy a little bit out of it sometimes you'll get a little bit of a headache after I haven't really gotten that from hape before unless it was again in a really high like a, a, a big dose where I had a big cleansing. Then it's usually the next day I'll wake up feeling really clear. But a typical dose of hape is if you look at your palm and make a little dime amount, that would be like a beginner's amount. And then if you make a quarter, that would be somebody who, or maybe like a silver dollar, that would be, you know, depending on how sensitive the person is, their size and weight, 
and whatnot, that would probably be more of an average dose. <laughs> and then I've been served where the person covers their whole palm. And that was for sure a blast off experience. But as I've been saying again and again, maybe I sound like a broken record, but a big dose is going to be a blast off experience. Whereas a smaller dose, and this is what I usually will serve people before doing my ceremonies, I'll serve them a small dose because I want them to work with the medicine where they're enabled to enter their body. And that is something that is so beautiful about hape that happens. So to, to talk you through having a hape experience, so you use your kuripe, you blow into your nostrils, and your body's going to, especially if it's your first time doing it, your body's going to be like, the fuck you just put in me? And you're going to have a moment where you're maybe scrunching your face or feeling like you want to sneeze. And then that will settle and the medicine will begin its work. How you know that the medicine has begun its work is when you start to feel heavy in your body and you start to feel muscles that you didn't realize were activated relax. And I often feel like there's a magnet at the base of my spine pulling me down. And then I will either do one of three or four typical things. First is I would either water a lot from my eyes. Maybe I'll have a lot of boogers running out of my nose. Maybe I'll have a lot of saliva. That's probably the most typical response for me is I'll get a lot of saliva in my mouth. Or sometimes I feel I'm having an energetic purge. So focusing on the physical purge right now. I'm going to come at this with the lens of Chinese medicine because that's how I choose to see the world. Other people might say, nah, that is not the way it is, but you're on my podcast. So <laughs> you're going to receive my opinion with open ears and then take it or leave it. So the eyes in Chinese medicine are associated with the liver. So if you're tearing a lot from your eyes, one, it's probably a very strong hape blend. Usually the stronger blends are going to elicit tears from the eyes because it's just like a bit of a shock to the system. Um, usually like a very pungent, maybe smelly blend. And then, but with the eyes in the liver association, in Chinese medicine, the emotion of the liver is anger and frustration. And it's funny because I had a little mini hape ceremony just before starting recording and I'm about to get my period and I just noticed, just a little bit irritated. I haven't been moving my body as much as I'd like to, so I'm feeling a little bit pent up, just a little bit of irritation. And I had one eye watered down as I did my hape. So with the nose in the association is the lungs. The lungs in Chinese medicine's emotion is grief, sadness. And so if you're experiencing an influx of a lot of nasal drip, a lot of boogers, then that might be a key that, ooh, I hope you heard that thunder. That was gorgeous. But yeah, that might be some insight into an emotion you may be holding in your body and it'll give you a little blip, a little, a little signal that hmm, maybe, maybe it's worth diving into where my holding on to or repressing or experiencing grief in my life or sadness. The mouth, the saliva in general, 
is going to be associated with the spleen in the stomach in Chinese medicine. And their emotion is worry and pensiveness and excessive rumination. So that is definitely something that Hape helps me with so much is my racing running mind. And so when I'm spitting a lot, that gives me a hint. Ah, yep, I'm doing that thing again where I overthink things and it's time to step back into presence. However, something else to mention here is usually Hape will really activate my light language. And when I do light language, a way that I purge any energy is through spitting, whether I'm working on others or working on myself. So in general with Hape, you do not want to suck up your boogers. You do not want to uh, swallow any spit. That is a part of the purge. The boogers are a part of the purge. So you want to let those boogers out. Let that spit. Get that spit cup. Do not swallow it because you are having a physiological and energetic purge here. And also, the if you're especially if you're sniffing up and then swallowing, you're gonna be swallowing that hape. And in my training course, Chief Haru, he was saying, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing to do. He actually kind of likes it and he doesn't mind the flavor. But I don't really like it. It makes me a little bit dizzy to to swallow that. And it's just a nasty flavor. And then the final, the energetic purge. Yes, the energy is going to be moving through your, your body's orifices and your body's fluids. But I also often, especially if I do a larger dose, what I feel is first I get that initial physical purge and then after some time I will receive the energetic purge and it feels like somebody's like I have cling wrap on my skin and I start to feel a little bit uncomfortable in my skin like it's too tight like a snake that's about to shed and then I will feel like somebody's pulling my field forward and so I feel I allow myself to lean forward and then what I do is I slowly I feel my body pull back a little like someone's peeling off this cling wrap on me and then I just I open my mouth or I open my heart and I allow the energetic purge to come off and it kind of feels like I'm just like a little bit like having a detox moment a little bit sweaty a little bit nauseous a little bit low and then typically after a couple of minutes that feeling will go away and then you're going to feel this strong call to meditate and be in stillness it makes you feel so comfortable in your body i would say the effects is kind of similar to cacao Cacao has these two vitamins, minerals, compounds, whatever in them, magnesium, which we, most of us know that it relaxes the body. And then it has theobromine, which translates to food of the God. So it, it stimulates and activates the mind. So this beautiful combination within cacao relaxes the body and stimulates the mind. So it's great for meditation. And I feel that hape has a really similar effect here. It helps my body completely relax and my mind slow down, but then it becomes highly suggestible. It opens up and activates and I'll often go on journeys. I will have visions. I will hear messages or I simply will just be and I'll just be in a a nice little blissful abyss for some time. 
really the the possibilities are endless. I've had Hape help me move through childhood wounds and traumatic memories. It's been such a pivotal medicine in 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 getting to where I am now and finding the clarity that I've been looking for. So it's actually a really great medicine to work with if you're preparing for ayahuasca, preparing for combo, bufo, preparing for sananga, which are eye drops because in my research I found that hape has some analgesic effects, so uh, pain-killing effects. I don't know how, there's not a lot of research done on hape, but so I don't know how true that is. I don't know how strong those pain killing effects are, but I would, I would agree because it brings me into a state of acceptance. It helps me move from resistance to allowing. And so the spirit of Hape, he is something that Haru said in the training that I loved is he loves community. He's a party boy. And it's part of the reason why so many of us, when we're working with this medicine, we feel so called to share it with others because Hape loves to be in the center of community. He brings people together and he enhances communication. So don't be surprised if you start working with Hape and you feel yourself being called to share it with friends and family who are open or you see friends and family being curious. Of course, don't push things on other people. We want people to meet us at the table. But it's a really beautiful thing that I've seen happen with Hape, the community uh, around me that I've, I've found. Something that I love that Haru said was, because Hape really helps us with communicating and opening our hearts, so communicating from an open heart, he and his wife, if they are having a, a disagreement, an argument where they can't get on the same page, he, they will share a curipe. So typically, again, as I mentioned before, if you are serving for another person, you're going to use a tepi, which is kind of long. It's more like a long tube. And actually, while I'm on the discussion of tepis for a moment, he says that the longer the tepi, the more of an energetic boundary that you'll have with others. So if you are serving a lot of people, imagine you're going to want a longer tepi. If you are serving friends and family, in whose energies that you are comfortable with taking on a little bit, maybe you'd have a shorter tepi. But he and his wife, he says that he and his best friends or his, you know, his love, they will share kuripe together. So they'll hold each other close. They'll have one hand on each other's heads and then they'll share the hape together. And he says they usually, you know, they forget what they were fighting about in the first place or they are able to come into this resonance together to find what is truly at the bottom of this conflict here. And as I'm saying this, I'm realizing the strongest characteristic that the spirit of Hape carries is love, is, is an open heart. And if you've listened to my Dieta podcast, and you know the, the recent lesson I've learned on love is Love is allowing all that is to be. Love is flowing with our very nature internally as well as the nature that exists around us and not having to change a thing. Allowing what is to be and to flow with that. Love is acceptance. So that 
for me is such a huge piece of who Hape has been in my life, what this medicine has brought me. And I, I honestly, I don't think there's a lot of benefit in me explaining anything more about the spirit of Hape because I think that you will have your own story. You will have your own experience yourself. If you have something inside of you that's bubbling up that you would love to share with me about Hape, please reach out to me. Uh, you can find my information on Instagram, in the show notes. You could also send me an email, whatever it is, because I love hearing other people's takes. Next, I want to take a moment talking about the different nuances of the Hape blows. You might be listening to this and you already have a strong Hape practice, but you may not have heard about the nuanced blows. So this is something that I learned from my course with Haru. And actually, I, I realized earlier I didn't really give enough respect to Haru's lineage. He is uh, the tribal leader of the Kuntanawa nation down in Brazil. And so the first blow is the hummingbird blow. It's fast and light and one would do it for energy. He talks about how the hummingbird, it, it sounds like a... That probably sounded so fucking weird <laughs> but that's yeah so that's what he described it as so it's a short and quick blow so it kind of sounds like this when you blow hape you kind of want to use your tongue to block to to almost emphasize that end piece that to really bring that medicine up through the curipe to go into your nose you want to have that your tongue kind of thrust to the front of your mouth in order to add that strength. The next blow is the deer blow. So it's a strong and forceful blow and someone would use this if they're feeling fatigue, heaviness. What you're doing is you're blowing away bad energy or any sensation of like a lack of courage. Also, it's, it's like I mentioned earlier to clear out that evil eye. So what the deer blow sounds like is this. What you're doing is you're taking a deep breath in and then you're forcefully pushing it all out. This is definitely not my favorite blow to do, but it definitely does the trick if I'm feeling that, that fatigue, that heaviness, that fogginess. The other blow here is the boa blow, and it's for vision and meditation. I would describe it to be like a waterfall, and how it comes out, it kind of sounds like it's two long blows. So it sounds like this. If you notice, in comparison to the hummingbird and the deer blow, I'm not pushing it all out all at once. I am taking a deep breath, but I am blowing the air out at a couple of uh, at like intervals here and again try to visualize how a waterfall whoosh, washes that water down that this is my favorite blow this is the blow I like to serve for others because I believe it's easy to receive and I mean when I'm serving for others it again it's it's to help people enter their body I'm not interested in at least at the moment I'm not interested in serving hot bay to blast anyone off and then the last blow is the turtle blow. The turtle blow is for security. It's for a feeling of 
affirmation. This is a great blow for beginners because it's one long, gentle blow and it's going to create a grounding effect like you're being held. So what that is, is you're taking a full breath and taking your time letting it out. So if you are serving someone this way, let them know that it'll take a little longer because sometimes people, what people will do is they'll, they'll pull away from you because they think that you're done. So what the turtle blow sounds like is this. So if you have any more questions about the blows, if you want me to make a video on it, let me know. And I'm more than happy to dive a little bit deeper into that. Quickly, I just want to go over the posture, the suggested posture when receiving hape. And finally, I'm going to go over the certain, the different blends. So when you are receiving or administering it for yourself or another, you want to make sure that everyone involved is sitting in an upright position and to lock your throat. You want to lock your throat because as I mentioned earlier, if so, especially if someone's doing a really hard blow, it's going to kind of get into your, it's going to want to go through your orifices and down your gullet. And it's not a fun taste. It's not a fun feeling. A lot of people will cough. Some people will throw up. I've definitely thrown up from hape before, but that was again, it, that was more from a situation where it was a really high dose because it is a purgative. I want you to be aware that whatever is meant to happen will happen. Those two or three times that I've thrown up on hape, I was in a surrendered state because I knew that from my previous plant medicines experiences that I was having a deep purge. Yeah, it's not really the best feeling always. You know, sometimes throwing up is easy and sometimes it sucks. But in my experience, my throwing up experiences with hape have been pretty mild in comparison to anything else. And then you want to make sure that after you administer the hape that you're not breathing in and out of your nose. You want to breathe out of your mouth because you want the medicine to stay and to enter your blood-brain barrier, to stay within your mucosal lining and make its trip so that the medicine can do its work on you. If you blow your nose, if you blow it out too soon, then you probably won't receive the full effect, which is totally fine because you can just re-administer it. Play around, figure out what feels right. Then, as I mentioned, you're going to be having your physical purge. I heard a shaman say once, and I really liked it. She said that she likes to encourage people to sit in their shit. So when you are having tears, mucus, spit, spit, you should spit out. But tears and mucus, she encourages people to sit in it rather than wipe it away, make it better, clean it up, clean yourself up. She talks about the medicine of sitting within that purge and allowing it to exist on your face, allowing yourself to look however you want to look while you're having this beautiful release, which I really love. So sometimes I will let, you know, my face be covered in boogers and tears. And, you know, sometimes I just I just want to wipe it down. It's really, I think, an intuitive practice here. So there are many different types of hape blends and they're often mixed with other herbs. For example, I have a blend that's mixed with the ayahuasca vine, um, 
yes, hape remains a non-psychedelic despite having ayahuasca in it because the plant within ayahuasca that's the visionary is chacruna and it's it's not a full ayahuasca blend it has just the essence the nature that is ayahuasca and i always feel i always feel grandmother abuela she she comes to me when i use that blend that's a blend i would use though for ceremony or with myself if i'm sitting with others in ceremony or yeah if i want to go on a deep inner journey um i have another blend known as a nawa Nawa blend and it's mixed with eucalyptus and the skin of a boa constrictor very cool I think and it's you know it's like every batch is unique and it depends on the herbs that are mixed within it which tribe is the keeper of this blend the quality of the soil when it was harvested how old is the plant and all of that it's almost like wine um you could say so if you go on a website like Four Visions Market, it's a really great resource, learning resource, as well as a a source of hape and other wonderful medicines from the Amazon and the way that they source. They have they have good ethos here. They're they give back as well as they're very conscious of where they're sourcing it from. So actually, if you are and they have their own unique blends, but if you are buying from another shaman shop or Etsy. Please be mindful that humans are going to human and some humans are going to put things in their blends to make them look like there's more than what there is to keep up with whatever it is that they're keeping up with. And you might be starting something that's not really that medicinal for you or sacred even. And so don't be afraid to ask questions to the shaman shop, their sourcing, the, sh- the shaman website, whatever, Etsy website to figure out what is, what, what, what are you really putting inside of you? So I covered most of the questions that I received through Instagram, except for one last one that I found very intriguing. Somebody asked, why do I feel energetic peace after when, when someone serves me, but when I self-serve, I feel exhausted? Again, as I mentioned before, I am no authority in this space and I'm not an authority on anyone's body. So I really can't know for sure. But when I I took a moment to tune into that, to kind of commune with Hape and my guides and to see what's what what is a a likely answer here. And again, this is this is from my intuition, so you can take it or leave it. But what I kind of felt into it was when we are receiving from another especially when it's another who's very much in integrity with themselves and the medicine then they're going to be sharing a piece of their life force energy with you and I mean really when anyone is doing any sort of serving of medicine ceremonial work any healing energetic work they're sharing their chi with us and if we are someone who's chi deficient there's a lot of symptoms i'm not going to get into that right now but if you are someone who's chi deficient and you're receiving the energy of another you're going to feel really good and if anything you might feel like i want more i want more whereas on the other hand if you are serving from a place where you feel a little bit drained or again your chi is kind of deficient 
Maybe you're having some shortness of breath. Maybe you're getting over sickness. Maybe you haven't really eaten at all that day. Then that would be a possible cause here is you're, you're, you're pulling your life force to put more life force into you if that makes sense, when you're self-administering the hape. So something that might benefit you is looking at the dosage. You might be using too much, might be not enough. You have to play around with that. And looking at the blend that you're using. If you're, like I know the Nukini Ojo de Jaguar blend off of Four Visions Market is a very yang somatic blend for me. It always gives me a lot of energy. I know that the blends from the Yawanawa tribe, which is usually made with the Sunu tree, that is a tree that is really big and tall and it's known for its spiritual cleansing. It's known for giving energy. Those are blends that I would recommend to someone who is feeling fatigued after serving. But you know, everything from our body is a whisper until it's a scream. So if you're feeling after serving yourself hape and the way that the medicine purges what doesn't serve you inside your body or your field, if the way that manifests is fatigue, then your body might be whispering to you that it needs to rest and maybe your nervous system is constantly getting pummeled (laughs) with information that it's not it's not willing or equipped you know whatever it may be whatever may be happening for you here your nervous system is already at its peak of what it can accept externally so again this isn't a diagnosis this isn't me telling you what's happening but i hope that this might be bringing you some clarity on what to ask your body next also if you play around with your practice with how much you're serving with the different blends and you're still feeling fatigued then that is a sign from your body that this is not the medicine for you right now and all you got to do is honor that and then give yourself some time give yourself a couple of weeks a couple of months and you know you could work with another medicine there's so many out there and then maybe after some time you can return and see how you're feeling also if you're if you are chi deficient you can always Visit me at my clinic, Florida College of Integrative Medicine. No, but for real, you should maybe find a Chinese medicine practitioner, look into your diet, and uh, maybe look into getting some herbs. All right, my friend, thank you so much for listening into this week's episode. I hope you gained something. If you have some knowledge on Hape that you would love to share with me, I would, I would love that. I would appreciate that. I am... You know me, I'm all into the learning. I'm all into learning from my community, especially. So please reach out if you have something that's burning that wants to be expressed about our wonderful friend Hape here. And if you have any other questions or concerns, please feel free to reach out to me. If you would like to work with me, the the main offering that I have right now is that that involves hape is through a golden ceremony. So it's a ceremony that incorporates two Amazonian plant medicines, hape and sananga, drumming and breath work. And then we do an esoteric acupuncture protocol where you go on a deep inner journey. 
So it's a, it's a psychedelic experience without the use of ingesting any psychedelics here. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can find more information in the show notes. I'm only doing, obviously, I'm only doing this in person. If you would like to experience hape with me without doing the whole ceremony and you would just like an energetic cleansing, that would be under the premise of an energy healing. So if you want to look more into that, you can send me an email, message me on Instagram and to talk about what an energetic healing in this respect would look like. And you could also find a little bit more information about my healing style. Although with Hape, I don't really use medical Qigong. I simply allow my guides to step in and I allow the medicine to move through me through light language with my hands and my voice. So it's a little different, but if you do want to learn more about the energetic healing aspect and my perspective on it, Again, you can find that at schoolofwhispers.com. The last thing I want to remind you of is I am collecting data on spiritual bypassing. So if you feel called to share your story on spiritual bypassing, keeping the drama out of it and really putting your spotlight on the lesson, you can send me a text through Instagram. You can send me a voice memo through Instagram. You could also go through the show notes to send me an audio message through the Anchor platform. I think it's only a minute long through there. But yeah, I do ask that you keep your message under five minutes long if you are doing an audio message. I will be collecting information for that until July 22nd. And I would love to feature you and your experience on the show. All right, my friend, sending you so much love. I will be feeling your energy next week.